0: Welcome to Mac and Jack Talks NBA.
1: In today's episode, we will talk about smart way to guard Damian Lillard, Dame Time, aka Logo Dame. Also, we want to compliment on, uh, from the Sacramento Kings side, Luke Walton, De'Aaron Fox, Rashawn Holmes from the Portland Trail Blazers side, we will compliment Mellow Man
0: and a.k.a. Logo Dang. Yes, today's episode is inspired by watching the Trail Blazers versus the Golden State Warriors where Logo Lillard came up very, very clutch. Damian Lillard, he not only shot a three-pointer In front of Kent Bazemore, a long three-pointer contested, semi. And then also drew a charge against Draymond Green, effectively sealing and winning the Blazers the game. Yeah, when I saw that video that you
1: sent me, I thought it was ridiculous of Steve Kerr, a championship coach, a three-time champion. Is that how you really defend a guy from the analytics side? Is shooting at least 80 percent higher this season and clutch time within the five minute mark so you already got a semi-contested when uh, uh three-pointer when he shot it so you already semi contested it why would you tell Kent Baysmore even though it was a one-on-one to give him that much opening so he can one dribble pull up right in front of your face for a championship coach, I am very dumbfounded by such how you will be able to draw up such plays. Even a, even a coach like Luke Walton, where the Sacramento Kings aren't really doing as great as they should because they have the talent. He even knows how to double-team Dame whenever Dame has the ball, bring up the ball after half-court. Then he finds a very mobile center like Rashawn Holmes to, to cut his opening to just pull up a, a long three from the 30 feet or ha- longer. Or you would just rather give Damian Lillard a drive-in or a, a mid-range pull-up because that's least harmful than shooting a long 30 feet where he's balling it out this season so mac how do you view it
0: yes it may be our personal opinions but i'm sure it is an opinion that is shared by many coaches and many experts among us damian lillard as we all know now beyond 30 feet he is shooting over 70 percent that is insane numbers you do not want to give up that shot to damian lillard he wants to make that shot. It makes him feel good. It's easy for him. If I were if I were the coach, if I were Steve Kerr, what I would have done instead, I would have been on the baseline shouting at Kent Bazemore. Kent, he's within 30 feet. Get up on him. Get up on him. Don't give him any space. Let him drive past you and pull up for a three. I don't care. Don't give him that shot. That shot is a shot he makes 70% of the time. Second of all, Kent Bazemore himself should have read the scouting report and knew Damian Lillard is clearly the most dangerous, not only offensive player, but the most dangerous player on the other team. And if, he, if he's within 30 feet, you can't give him that shot. You could only give him that amount of space maybe if you're 32, 33 feet out. Then I would say that defensive mechanism, that defensive stance and the amount of space you gave him is deemed more reasonable and acceptable. I'm just guessing a lot of players and a lot of coaches do not spend enough time to really drill in the head, or they're not used to defending players that can shoot from beyond the 30 feet thirty feet uh, from behind, behind the arc, and I guess really there's only Damian Lillard that's consistently making that shot, but that is something you have to be aware in the back of your mind. If you want to be a championship or a far-reaching, deep-into-the-playoffs contending team, these are some things... These are the types of details you need to keep in mind. So in comparison and contrasting the coaching styles of Steve Kerr from the Golden State Warriors and Luke Walton's of the Sacramento Kings, we saw that Luke Walton's defensive schemes against Damian Lillard was a lot better and something that we actually approve of and recommend. As Jack has said, you would run him off whenever he's within 30 feet and you'd rather let him drive in. Damian Lillard did kill the Sacramento Kings a lot with a lot of drive-ins. But with the drive-ins, he has contact. He has to finish through contact. It's a lot tiring for him. And he has to do acrobatic moves to move against the help defender, shield the ball away from him. And he doesn't make it all the time. He's definitely not making over 70% plus. And that's not something he actually wants. It's easier for him to pull up again from that long range. So this is why we want to give a shout-out to Luke Walton and having that great defensive scheme. And Rashawn Holmes as well, a great help defender. Or as Shaquille Neal, I think called him, John? What do you think, Jack?
1: Yeah, so let's give a little bit of stats. We all know the current rating for the defensive rating. Sacramento is dead last in the defensive rating. Number team 30th. So if a team 30th is able to defend better than a... Top 10 defensive rating team like the Golden State Warriors Who has a great defensive player like Draymond Green A champion I find that ridiculous That Not even Draymond Who talks too much smack Tell Kent Bazemar to go up closer For a guy who takes pride on the defensive end Who leads the defensive side of the Golden State Warriors side you don't even say anything to your teammate like Ken Bazemore. What you doing, bro? That's that's clearly ridiculous. So Sacramento Kings, what I saw was Sacramento Kings' of approach on defending Dame was, as Nelson stated, very aggressive. Once he brings pass up the ball half court, they start already pressuring him by shadowing him. By finding a mobile big guy to start, you know, just shadowing, make sure that you kind of hint that you're not gonna be able to pull up from the 30 feet above farther that easily. So you either drive it in or take a mid range, which as Nelson stated, Damian Lillard took advantage of it. I would rather give Dame the drive in because then you can wear and tear his body. Rather, so then, rather than giving him those practiced 30-feet jumpers. You gotta give credit to De'Aaron Fox too. De'Aaron Fox on the offensive end was also killing the Portland Trail Blazers because they had no response to that. What I saw was De'Aaron Fox was shoot, was doing multiple great things on his offensive game to kill the Portland Trail Blazers. For example... So whenever he feels like he, a big guy is switched onto De'Aaron Fox, what he does is is he aggressively drives in against the big opposing big men. Then either he floats it up or he lays it in. And then whenever a guard a guard uh, uh defends De'Aaron Fox, what he does is he pulls back from the three pointer, which he made uh very two or three big threes near the last minute mark. Which led the game to be even closer than it would be expected. Since I believe that the Trailblazer has a eight to ten point lead, and then I also want to give a good shout out on Luke Walton and his coaching staff. They prepared against the Portland Trailblazers really well, because besides only Damian Lillard bringing them back in, Robert Covington wasn't really doing that well. And Enes Canner was also dominating inside, which is uh, uh, which is acceptable because the uh, because the Sacramento Kings have no true big men to bang against uh, offensive paint bees like Enes Canner, a very old school kind of center. So I would rather give Enes Canner those uh, point paint points, you know. And I also want to give a shout-out to a 35- to 36-year-old mellow man. He is still killing it. Whether it's his dribble-dribble-jab, you know, dribble-jab, turn around, fade away on the right side against a big, bigger guy against you, or just even just a one-dribble pull-up from a three-point. That is really impressive. His stats were also not bad, 6 of 11, field goals, meet, and attempt. Yeah, his 3-point percentage is not as good, but he was also helping the Portland Trailblazers scoring by adding points that was needed. What do you see?
0: Yeah, I want to just add how we love Carmelo Anthony, Mellow Man, and the type of game he's still playing well into his twilight of his career. It seems like, especially off the bench in a limited role, he could really, really shine. And still probably play for another 2-3 years at the minimum. Watching his moves, he is still pulling moves that a lot of players today, even young players, talented players, cannot pull. Like Jack said, jab-jab, pump-fake, dribble, pull-up, a turnaround, fade-away, a la Michael Jordan. It is crazy and beautiful to watch. And we are very happy to see... Carmelo Anthony adding this and accepting the role to bring more longevity into his career. And not only that, not only just helping himself as a player for personal reasons, but really helping the Portland Trail Blazers keep it in all together, being that veteran presence, being the leading scorer for the second unit, being able to handle and create offense all by himself, out of thin air, out of nowhere, being a willing passer. And really giving Portland Trail Blazers all the scoring that they need as required with all their injuries again for another second or third season in a row of doing that. So we just want to give a shout out to Carmelo Anthony. We love your game. So thank you guys for listening today. That is all we wanted to talk about in this week's episode. Thanks for listening. This is the end of today's episode. Please like, share with friends, and
1: subscribe.